This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show on your radio. With plenty of soul, whether you're alligator or not, you know better. It's Freddie and <laughs> Harry. No sense. <laughs> with Chad Brown here for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app and Sirius X and Channel 80. If you could have seen the look on Aaron Dolan's very, face. I know. I wish you could see this because I was like, what do you mean? And why did that come up in conversation? By the way, that's Aaron K. Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. We always love when she stops by to give us, give us our best bets for the weekend, for your NFL weekend. Well, my man Chad Brown. He's owned reptile stores. He's been able to trade reptiles and sell reptiles. You're a reptile guy. Yes, he is. Yes, yes I am. Yes, he is. And very good at it. I don't know how I feel about that. And well, they scare me. He doesn't have like one here petrified. in studio. No, I know, but I'm like petrified by reptiles. Are you uh, an alligator fan? Uh, I don't think alligators make great pets, uh, but I, I certainly <laughs> can help, help people who want to purchase them or ship them. Uh, I think they're appropriate reptile pets. Alligators are not one of them for 99.9% of keepers. How many snakes do you have? Currently, I've got about 25. I don't trust anyone. What? That's why I have trust issues. Why don't, why don't you trust anyone? Do I'm doing a stay. show with them, and this guy's got 25 snakes. <laughs> and I don't there. even know this. They're not there. I know, but like, Christ. I'm not a snake. They're <laughs> snakes. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, that it starts, it, it's, it gets a little confusing. Right. Got, gotta watch out. Don't make me ask what year you're born. We'll find out if you're what year you're here of the snake. <laughs> I bet you Aaron Dolan never thought in a million years. No, like, <laughs> I would have never thought he had that many snakes. I, I, see, aren't you glad I warned you? Aren't you glad I gave you that kind of advanced warning when uh, it comes to that? Yeah, I guess so. Well, um, good to know. <laughs> well, we kind of need an alligator to eat this game tonight because it's not going to be a good game between the Carolina no. Panthers and the Chicago Bears. You know about the trends with this game. What are yeah, one or two I mean, reasons why people... animals. <laughs> yeah, alligators eating the bear and the panther as far as this goes. What, what are two things that would make this a compelling game for people to watch tonight between these two? Yeah, so right now the most compelling is going to be these primetime unders. I continue to talk about it. They're 22-7 and seven this season in primetime, 11-1 and one since week six. So they're cashing like crazy. Unders are hitting at the highest over or under percentage through week nine since 1991. So the right. total for this game, it opened at 40. It's down to 38 and a half, which is not surprising. I feel like every primetime game, we just see the number continue to trickle down. Am I saying you should automatically bet it under? No, because I do think both these defenses are really bad. So who knows if somebody is able just to put up points, slightly goes over. So that'll be a stay away. And then in terms of the spread, we're currently seeing Chicago laying three points. I've seen it as high as three and a half. It might be back up to that point at this at this hour. But Panthers are 1-6-1 and one against the spread this season, the worst Ooh. in the NFL. 0-4 against the spread on the road. But the Bears are 8-16-2 against the spread the last two seasons under Matt Eberflus, the worst mark in the NFL. So I get that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of trends. Essentially, both teams are terrible. Uh, so I would not bet on this game. Make it nice and simple, except if you're looking at player props. Okay. All right, Aaron. Speaking of those player props, despite your reptile hate, I'm still going to go you go to you for some betting knowledge here. Are there any player props, despite the game not being a great game, player props always keep people excited that you're interested in tonight? Look, my mom, she did not let us have reptiles. I have two younger brothers. They wanted snakes, and we we agreed on frogs. I don't even know if that's in that category, so that's why I have a little weird fear of reptiles. But anyways, <laughs> uh, in terms of props, we're looking at Bryce Young to go over his passing yards prop. we got two bad offenses against two bad secondaries. Right. And if we look at the Panthers, they're 27th in passing yards per game, um, or excuse me, the Chicago Bears, I should say. So I do think that they're bottom in the league in terms of that, and it's just they're good at stopping the run. So if they're going to be able to stop the run and stop the Panthers from, you know, again, 
again, pounding the ground, then obviously they're going to have to turn to Bryce Young to pass the ball. Now, he doesn't hit over this mark. Typically, uh, that's because he's just overall been struggling. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those games, if he's going to have a big game, it's going to be against a defense that's just like the Chicago Bears defense. So I do like him to go over his passing yards prop for tonight. Aaron Dolan does a great job as an ESPN Sports betting analyst. Hit on Twitter, Aaron K. Dolan, joining Freddie Cohen and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When we shift the market when it comes to from this game to the most valuable player right now in the NFL, what does that market yeah, look like? It's still moving around like crazy. Again, each and every week we talk about this. The Chiefs are still the favorite, plus 450. The Eagles dropped down to plus 500 after another win. Woo woo! Uh, the 49ers <laughs> plus 550. They're hanging right there. And the Ravens are 9 to 1. So those are the four teams right now that are 10 to 1 or less. Um, you're seeing some of these other teams creep up, such as the Cincinnati Bengals, for example. They've definitely turned it around. Um, right. Or, excuse me, those are the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm totally getting messed up here. No Sorry. Problem. I was opened up the wrong market. This is the Super Bowl winners. In terms of the MVP, Patrick Mahomes, still number one guy, plus 300. Tua dropped down as well. Jalen Hurts now the second favorite behind uh, Patrick at plus 275 again after that win. Uh, Joe Burrow, as I mentioned, with his futures odds for the Bengals, it's moved down as well as his MVP to 9-1 to after he was 60-1 to entering week five. So, again, we're going to continue to see all this movement. It happens week to week. I mean, at one point, Brock Purdy was the favorite. Just mm-hmm. think about that for a second. Wow. So, yeah. uh, I still think Patrick Mahomes should win MVP if it was to be bet on right now. Um, it's not the best value. Of course, you want those tickets before the season, but it still had to be Patrick Mahomes for me. And I know a lot of people this morning on, on our networks were talking about C.J. Stroud potentially winning yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's not going to happen from a betting perspective. That would be very, very unlikely. All right, who is the best team in the NFC? Obviously, the Eagles are up top from a record standpoint, but there's a couple other teams that are worthy of being in that conversation. Yeah, so it's going to be the Eagles for me, and not just because I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was another great win for them. I know the game was at home and whatnot, but it still was impressive that they're able to do what they're doing, especially with Jalen Hurts and that knee. Again, they're not blowing teams out like they did last season, so I think they just don't get the credit, but they do have the best record for a reason. Also, in the NFC East, they moved from minus 225 to minus 600. Um, Again, they're still going to have to have a really difficult schedule the next couple of weeks. They're on their bye. Then they face, you know, San Francisco, the Bills, the Cowboys. it's just it's going to be tough. Also, the Chiefs, uh, it, yeah. but I think San Fran kind of took a step back the last four weeks. Maybe they can turn things around, but they don't have like too many injuries that I'm just like, are they falling off a little bit? Maybe it, it's a rough patch, but will the Eagles have that when they face this competition? So it would definitely be the Eagles and San Fran as the top two. I'm not really factoring the Detroit Lions, but out of both teams right now, it would have to be the Eagles. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Before the season started, I said the AFC North is going to be the best division of football. Here we are, yeah. and they're proving me correct. They are the toughest division of football. Who do you think wins that division? I think it's still going to be the Ravens for me because they have the cushion here. So, the, yes, the Bengals are turning things around, but they are tied with Cleveland. They're tied for Pittsburgh. There's very small uh, room for you know error of margin kind of at this point. I mean, Joe Burrow, he looked great against the Bills. And over the last four weeks, I mean, it's great that they won all four games. They covered all four games. Their offense is you know second in offensive efficiency. The defense is ranked sixth in defensive efficiency. So it's, it's just unfortunate they started off one and three. We saw this last season as well when they started off, had a rough start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. figured it out um but it's just the fact that the ravens have that two game kind of cushion there that it's going to be hard to catch them plus we still have the fact that the bengals they're going to play the steelers twice and they have rematches against the browns and ravens on the schedule as well so they're going to like eat each other up in in ways <laughs> uh but i would have to go with the ravens in this one 
All right, Aaron, it's clearly the case that my Patriots, my former team, are the worst team in the <laughs> AFC East. Who's the Save best the team in the AFC East? So it, it's interesting that the Dolphins, they take the loss to the Chiefs, yet they move to minus 200 to win the AFC East. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that. Not surprised that they're the favorite, just surprised that it moved to minus 200 because mm-hmm. they've lost to all good competition, Philly, Bills, Chiefs, but they beat up against bad competition. So any easy game, you just automatic bet for the Dolphins because they're going to cover the spread on that one. Sure. Uh, but the Bills have been pretty disappointing as well. I thought that the Bills would give at least something, some type of push, but just they continue to constantly like just surprise me by how they can't figure it out mm-hmm. so i do think the dolphins are the best team in the afc east you won't want to bet this at minus 200 obviously but if anything happens to tua i'd be concerned but in terms of the playoffs like i don't think the dolphins have a shot oh. at going far at all yeah, i'm with you on that one because when, it, when it's big boy football they become little boys in that situation the three teams that you mentioned regarding yeah. philadelphia buffalo and kansas city only two nba games tonight bucks at the indiana pacers Hawks at the Magic. What NBA plays do you like for tonight involving those two games? Yeah, so I'm looking at the Bucks pacers game. I was so excited about this pick this morning. Giannis over 27.5 points, but it's come up to 29.5. We know he was ejected last night. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fired up. This Pacers defense is not good. 28th uh, in opponent three-point percentage, 21st in opponent field goal percentage. So instead, I'm going to switch the pick because Giannis has moved up to Brooke Lopez over 1.5 made threes. This is going to be a high-scoring game. We already yep. see the total of 241.5. It's been moving around a little bit, but if you look back to last season and those three games that they played against each other, so high-scoring, uh, and also Giannis averaged 35 points across those three games. But again, that line just keeps moving up, so I'm giving you another player prop here. But the Bucks also, they opened as a four-point favorite. It's now down to minus 2.5. They've yet to cover the spread once this season. Wow. 0-6-1 against the spread. In the last 20 years, there's seven teams that started out at least with seven losses against the spread to start the season. None of them made the conference finals. Not that that really matters. And that you know the Bucks could still turn around. The Bucks just don't have defense. Yeah, I don't think that's changing. Yeah, it's not changing. The Pacers refuse to play defense. They just want to score 140 points a game no. and live with the end result. How about their Sixers the- though? Oh, well, <laughs> are we surprised? The minute you move on from James Harden. Yeah, Everybody success. plays like it's recess. Right. Success, are, we, yeah. are we really surprised that that team looks a lot happier and playing a lot better because everybody can yeah. see the basketball, not in a layup line? Nobody's surprised by that. And Embiid has something to prove. So That is very fair. That, that may, and Nick Nurse, head coach, can dial some offensive plays. Yep. She, she's not just Absolutely. about football, but it's about everything involving betting. The terrific Aaron Dolan, always great to have her here in studio each and every time, each and every time this time on Thursday. ESPN Sports Betting Analyst hit her on Twitter at Aaron K. Dolan, joining Freddie Cohen and Chad Brown. On Freddie Harry. I always appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you so much. Thank you. By the way, don't forget Freddie Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance on motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Football Sunday on ESPN Radio. Fresh off their bye weeks, Christian McCaffrey and the San Francisco 49ers head to Jacksonville to face Trevor Lawrence and the AFC South leading Jaguars. Head off McCaffrey begins at noon Eastern with kickoff at 1 Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. It is put up a shut up week in the National Football League. No more so than one particular quarterback for one particular team in a big city. By the way, let us know. He's Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Which NFL players have to put up or shut up this week? We're taking the teams out of it. We're focusing the individual, individual achievement. As I said in the movie, The Untouchables, 
Which NFL players, in your opinion, have to put up a shut up this week? Let us know, 888-729-3776. Enter the chat part of the Dr. Pepper call in line because, Chad, we know for a fact, this could be the last week that Zach Wilson maybe gets a chance to put up a shut up with this New York Jets team. Now, on Tuesday, Robert Sal, the Jets head coach, and the Michael K show on ESPN New York, 98.7 FM, his answer to about giving somebody else a chance became radio gold the last 48 hours. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously, but mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions, but and I know and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So. so after that, on Wednesday, he said, yeah. It wasn't just Zach. It was also the other 21. Obviously, it's not the greatest show on turf. Obviously, he knows that there's a lot of things that he can do better. There's a lot of things we can all do better. He needs to get better. He knows that. But I know the knee-jerk reaction to this always hit the panic button. But as a whole, with all the circumstances, and you consider all the different things that are happening along the offense in terms of the lack of continuity on the offensive line and those guys trying to get their feet underneath them, he's doing the best he can. And But again, he still needs to get better. It feels a lot like they're going to give him one more game, Chad before they think about moving on from him because when the chat about Zach Wilson happened about three, four weeks ago, that's our guy. We're standing by him. That's our quarterback. He's a quarterback on our team. Four or five weeks later, well, everybody's got to get better. He knows that. It's as if they're saying to themselves, you know what? We can't continue down this road with him because he's doing the same things in year three that he did in year one and year two, and a lot of those things are not good things regarding Zach Wilson being the Jets quarterback. As an NFL player, you are allowed to make mistakes. You are allowed to learn on the job. But when you become a mistake repeater, oh, that's when we lose patience. And that's when <laughs> Robert Salas goes to the press conference or with the radio hit and says, I plead the fifth. Because he didn't have anything else to say. He was trying to find something positive to say there. And by Wednesday, clearly he got his talking points in order, and we all got to play better. Went very coach speak there. But, yes, Zach Wilson has not found a way to check mistakes off the list. Every time you make a mistake as a player, you want to check that one off the list. I'm not going to make that mistake again. They're not going to fool me with that again. Oh, it looks like it's cover three. They slide down to cover two. I can't throw in the middle of the field. You should know these kind of things by, by some point. Right. So Zach Wilson has yet to learn these things because is continuing to make these same mistakes over and over and over. And I got to imagine if you're the Jets and you're Robert Sala, it becomes a point where your credibility as a head coach mm-hmm. comes into question. If you are unwilling to make the right but unpopular or right but difficult move here, then that undermines your authority as a coach. So Robert Sala is right at the precipice of this. If Zach Wilson does not find a way to play better against the Raiders this weekend, yeah. then it's got to go in a different direction. And Trevor Simeon played here in Denver, so I'm, I'm certainly familiar with Trevor Simeon. And while he's not going to light the world on fire, mm-hmm. he should go out there and play a mediocre yet clean football game, right. which could be good enough for this Jets team, which has a playoff roster everywhere but the quarterback position. And you mentioned something that I think is fantastic, what you just said. Even if he plays mediocre, they'll take that. That guys will rally around that. Because there are plenty of Jets fans that are sick of me saying this, but I'm going to say it right now. There was a guy called Mike White last year mm-hmm. that was the backup quarterback. 
the minute he got in the lineup, it was a, it was as if everybody could breathe fresh air again. And then the first game he starts, he throws over 300 yards and has three touchdown passes. They were literally cheering his name before he got back to the locker room. And then Zach Wilson wound up benching himself by saying that, oh, by having that kind of attitude after they had that loss to the New England Patriots. This is the kind of guy they've been trying to pump up once again. They probably were hoping, I don't know if they figured, but they were hoping that having a chance to be under Aaron Rodgers and learn something, they didn't think it was going to be in place in 2023. That's why they felt they had to stand behind him because Aaron Rodgers stood behind him. But even Aaron Rodgers wasn't saying anything this week about, we got to get behind Zach Wilson. It's like he said, I'm done with that. I haven't heard one player anonymously on the record saying, we've got to come together to stay behind Zach Wilson. There's way too much of that chatter now with the not defending Zach Wilson. It's everybody saying, we've given up on you. What are you going to do about it? And if you do this again, like you did Monday Night versus the Chargers, guess where you're going to be again? Back on the bench, backing up a guy that may not have your talent, but guys would rather play for a Trevor Simeon, even though he just got there, for a guy that they know they can't play for or play with when it comes to Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson does not give them best chances to win. He does not give them best chance for success. And when you start the season with the optimism that having Aaron Rodgers under center brings to you as a football team, and now you've got to deal with the crushing reality of it's back to Zach Wilson again, yeah. while you are going to be supportive of your teammate, at some point, you, 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 your patience muscle is tired. I don't have any more patience for you, man. I had patience when I when I thought you were improving. When you played good against the Chiefs, and then we went out and we beat the Broncos, I was like, okay, uh-huh. maybe this guy is going in the right direction. Yep. And then since then, particularly against the Giants and the Chargers, things have gone back the opposite direction. And, yeah, I got one more strike for you. Three strikes, bro. You are out. We need somebody else under center because I'm out here risking my football future every weekend, but you don't give us any chance to win on your side of it. The only quarterback that ranks lower than Zach Wilson among starting quarterbacks in the NFL is a rookie. Bryce Young, the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Zach Wilson is the 31st rated quarterback out of the 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. The Jets have the worst red zone touchdown percentage, barely below 24%, and third down conversion percentage, barely above 22% by any team for a season since 2000. That is 23 years ago. What is that going to look like? Because you can be Nathaniel Hackett. You can be Robert Sala. You can be Garrett Wilson, Chad. But I'm sure plenty of people looking at Zach Wilson thinking, you know what? Nah, I know he's not going to be able to do it. I know he's not going to be able to come through. And if he does, it's just a placebo. It's just a Band-Aid because this guy has shown he cannot be a quality starting quarterback in the National Football League. And, Chad, this is on the Jets. But trying to convince everybody when they drafted him with the second pick in the draft that this is a franchise quarterback. And people said, him? (laughs) Yeah, Zach Wilson, BYU. Are you sure they tried to convince? Even the Jets have run out of trying to convince themselves, at least this week, when it comes to Zach Wilson being the guy they were hoping to get, especially if they have not gotten that guy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think the the Zach Wilson with the Jets, this experiment, probably it it has to end after this season. You've given him a shot. He had a great shot last year. Had another shot this year. Things are clearly going in the wrong direction now. They're going, you know, you can have patience for a player who's finding ways to improve week in and week out. Yes. But you lose patience when that guy regresses to his most awful form and can't sustain any level of success. That's where Zach Wilson is. 
it's it's not even going to be a difficult decision for yeah. the Jets. It's going to be very easy, and he's making it easy for them. Yeah, no doubt about that. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie and Harry, let us know who, in terms of a player, what player better put up or shut up this weekend when it comes to NFL Week 9. Hit us on Twitter at ChadBrown94 and at Coleman ESPN or the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which NFL player this weekend? better put up or shut up like Zach Wilson better do that for the New York Jets 888-729-3776 and speaking of that when it comes to put up or shut up I bet we never thought we'd be saying that about the San Francisco 49ers but we are and we'll tell you why next if you keep it here on ESPN radio and the ESPN app the Freddie and Harry podcast this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. How much trouble are those bloodthirsty pirates known as the San Francisco 49ers really in? We'll get to that in a couple of minutes here with Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Like we mentioned, we'll get into that. How much trouble the 49ers in at 5-3 and three after losing three in a row about to play a Jacksonville Jaguars team that they believe. But it is put up or shut up weekend in the NFL. We want to hear from you right now at 888-729-3776. Which player better put up or shut up or else? Dylan in New York, who is that player and why, my friend? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Second straight day I made it through, there trying to go. work my way up to there an you. FOS. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, an FOS. You don't work your way up. You're already but, there. You're a friend of the show. All right, all right. Appreciate it. Uh, but to quote uh, the guys from Unsportsmanlike, I'm over it with Deshaun Watson. Just everything with him. He he got all his money, which, uh, okay, I'm happy for people getting their money and everything, but he, doctors are saying he's got a healthy shoulder. He's sitting out weeks. We're looking at this defense as Super Bowl caliber, and they're a quarterback away, and they have a supposed franchise quarterback. Dude, you're out there. you got to put up some numbers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I tell you what, when you're paying that kind of money and you're – 
parting with over $230 million in guaranteed money. Yeah, you can't just be saying to yourself, nah, I'm a, nah, 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 nah. you've got to be Deshaun Watson. You've got to be that Deshaun Watson that we saw with the Houston Texans where he was single-handedly keeping that organization, that franchise afloat by going out there and busting his behind, even that team was just disappearing, Chad, around him. You've got to be that guy starting right now if you're Chad Brown, especially playing a Ravens team that put it on you 28-3 to in the fourth week of the NFL season. Yeah, the Deshaun Watson thing is just, oh gosh, it, it, it's, a, it's a case of mismanagement on so many dis- different levels. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns given a fully guaranteed contract, which I'm all for players getting, getting money, and I'm all for players getting paid, but they have put themselves in such a difficult spot. They were so quarterback desperate. They gave this guy with the very active investigation going on yeah. around him a quarter of a billion dollar contract. And um, he's come to town and not after a year off, not been healthy this year. The, the coaches talked about how his shoulder has been cleared as healthy by the training staff, with it, which then puts the player under the spotlight, which I'm sure he's already feeling all kind of pressure because of his contract. So it's just been misstep after misstep. But it, it, to the end of this kind of thought process here, Deshaun Watson has to hold up his end of the bargain. Right. When you are getting a guaranteed $230 million deal, there are expectations that come with that. And I know the, the shoulder may hurt, but unfortunately you got to find a way to soldier through this young fella because th- these are the demands that come with that kind of a contract. And particularly when you're playing as poorly as you have this season. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the numbers aren't very good. Six touchdown passes, three interceptions, been sacked 13 times, a 62% passer when most of the league is around the high 60s. Um, it's been a unfortunate year for the Cleveland Browns based on Deshaun Watson's a, either A, availability, or B, poor play, considering their defense is good enough to be a championship defense. No doubt about that. Eugene Jackson hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN at Chad Brown 94 saying, this one is easy when it comes to the play. I have to put up a shut-up, and that's Kyler Murray back in the lineup for the Arizona Cardinals. I can't wait to see what that's going to look like because for the first time in his NFL career, he does not have power at church and state. They're not waiting for him or making sure everything is easy for him. He's coming back off that torn ACL they had last year. They're playing at home against the Atlanta Falcons. If anything, if you're Kyler Murray, if you want to get back in the good graces of people, you better like the Kyler Murray we saw the first two years of the Arizona Cardinals where you had them trending up, not last year before you tore your ACL, and that team, and that team excuse me, was trending down. Ooh, Kyler Murray is, is a man – I've done a number of Cardinal games over the last couple of years. This should be good. It's just it's one of the most frustrating watches ever because there are three to four plays a game where you are just wowed by the mm-hmm. that's the only player on the planet that can make that play. Right. But then there are not just three or four on the opposite side. There's eight to ten plays on the opposite side of that where you're going – what is that? Did you did you not hear the play call? Did you just make it up in the huddle as you went? How is that possible? That was an NFL quarterback executing that play right there. Um, I've had a good friend who was on the coaching staff out there, a guy who I played high school ball with. So I got a little bit of insight what was happening there, the power dynamics, 
the struggle, the the inattention. There was a reason why that video game clause was put in his contract about how much time he's got to spend looking at tape because that was an issue. The NFL quarterback position is a very difficult one and demanding one. And anybody watch that Netflix uh, quarterback special, while that was a great insight into those guys, it showed the demands of the position, the expectations, and the hours are the demands of that. Kirk Cousins got a huge amount of trouble despite mm-hmm. putting in 16-hour days, six days a week, because he chose to take Tuesdays, his one day off just for his family, and not go to the team facility. Kyler Murray wasn't putting in those kind of hours to begin with, nor was he a frequent visitor on Tuesday. Wow. Your NFL quarterback has got to be that guy. He sets the tone for the rest of the organization, and if he doesn't, your organization just doesn't play very good football. It's a pretty clear equation between the amount of time the quarterback invests and how many wins and how much success you have on the football field. So Kyler Murray as an athlete, mm-hmm. one of the tops in the NFL. Kyler Murray as a quarterback, as a face of the franchise, being a true professional with the demands and expectations at that quarterback position falls well short. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Derek in New Jersey, thanks for hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. We're calling this weekend put-up-or-shut-up week in the National Football League. Derek, who's the player that better do that or else? Uh, I had to put-up-or-shut-up, but somebody already took him to Sean Watson. But the real reason why I'm calling is because I got a bone to pick with you, Freddie. Uh-oh. Go ahead. You're one of my fa- you're one of my favorite on the radio, man. I think you're the best. Appreciate you. At midnight, I'm glad you're in the morning. But you 50 plus, my dude. Okay. You can't have two teams, man. You can't have the Jets <laughs> and the Cowboys. Which which one is going to be, man? I need you to solidify this at this moment. Which one is it going to be? Derek in New Jersey. I have had this conversation with family members, with friends. With enemies, <laughs> I can I say Derek in New Jersey, a friend. I don't choose between the two. They're, they're both my teams, the New York Jets and the Dallas Cowboys. I do not choose between the two. I am literally dying on that hill, Chad, each and every time somebody brings this up. How is that possible? How how, how do you have two teams? Okay, explain, I'll explain. explain this to me Growing in up, detail, like okay, I'm a five-year-old. Okay, no problem. I'll do this. Like, well, well done. Like, using that from the movie Philadelphia with Denzel, yes, Denzel Washington, Washington, Tom yep. Hanks. Well done by you, spot on. Growing up in New York, the first team I ever loved was the New York Jets. I remember my mom and dad buying me like the Joe Namath whole football set. Helmet, shoulder pads, knee pads, thigh pads, green and white. There's a picture of me six years of age in my mom's photo book of me thinking I'm throwing a football in the whole football gear. So the Jets are the team that I first liked in the National Football League, and I still do to this day. But watching the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, Dwayne Thomas was one of their running backs. And he spelled his name the way my middle name is spelled, D-U-A-N-E. I would always see D-W-A-Y-N-E, D-W-A-W-D-W-A-N-E. And my mom said, hey, someone's got your name. And then I was oh, man, that's pretty cool. Somebody in the NFL has my middle name. That's his first name. And then tomorrow I watch the Dallas Cowboys and Roger Staubach, the original Captain America, being America's team. That's why I have two teams. I don't choose between either one because of that love affair with the Jets and the Cowboys. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, here we go. Like see, everybody, I, hold before you go on, Derek in New Jersey. See what you started. Thanks a lot. I thought we were friends. Continue, Derek. Like everybody, your story started out just like a lot. Pretty much every football fan they had a yeah. first love. The mm-hmm. Jets was yeah. your first love. Mm-hmm. That's your team, Freddie. No, nah. that is your team. It mm-hmm. was the team that you loved. Mm-hmm. You got to stick with the rest mm-hmm. of your life. No, I can't. You know why? Because I became a Jets fan, a Cowboys fan at essentially the same time. 
that Christmas in the January. It's not as I love the Jets first and three years later the Cowboys came along. It was essentially at that same time in 1971. That's why I can't choose. Your point is valid. If I love somebody first and then I became a Cowboys fan in the 90s, no, it's got to be the Jets as far as that goes. Cowboys, your side piece is what you're saying. Yes, that's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. Based away on both of these teams are playing, they shouldn't even be my teams now. I need to find a new side piece then. Based on the way these two teams have been playing, the Jets haven't won a, a world championship since Super Bowl three over 50 years ago. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to win again in my grandchildren's lifetime at that standpoint. So maybe just maybe, Devin, you solved my problem. Maybe I just need to find a new wife instead of trying to work things out with these two exes that are driving me crazy don't with pick the Jets the Giants. And Cowboys. Don't pick the Giants. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. That ain't about to happen. Yeah, Freddie, that's so disrespectful, man. That's so disrespectful to the Jets. What do you mean disrespectful? It's absolutely disrespectful because I'm going to break it down for you. How? All right, we, are, we established that uh-huh. the, the Dallas Cowboys are your side piece. Okay. Yeah, but we, that, here we are. Look. Wait a minute. That don't mean i got to agree with you that's my side piece. Here we are in November. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving is coming up. Okay. And we know that side pieces aren't invited mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yet each See? and every year. See? Your See? side piece, the See? Dallas Cowboys, are See? on TV for Thanksgiving. Put it this way. Total disrespect, no, Freddie. It's not disrespect. You know why? Because when you have a football concubine like I have, you make sure that everybody is going to be happy. When you have a football harem like I have with the Cowboys and Jets, you make sure that equal wives get equal attention. This way, nobody's unhappy, and Dad does not have to pay the price when it comes to that. My allegiance is based on who gives me a paycheck. When I was a Seahawk, I was a Seahawk. When I was a Steeler, I was a Steeler. When I was a Patriot, I was a Patriot. When I was coaching with the Niners, I was a Niner. It's paycheck-based, baby. See, I don't have those kind of resources in front of me like you did in your NFL career. I, if I had those kind of resources, then sure, I could traipse around, you know, going to the countryside. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, you're going to pay me? Yeah, I'm with you tonight. Hey, baby, how you doing? Are you going to pay me more than her? Then I'm with you tonight. Then sure, those things happen. I go into my apparel drawer. I pull out something. <laughs> it's always from a team who gave me a paycheck. <laughs> 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 well, let us know. Uh, yeah, yeah, we want to hear from you. Sports, yeah, yeah. sports side pieces, yeah. fair or foul. Exactly. It, 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 since apparently, according to the crack staff here, known as Devin Kane, Shannon Penn, and Mark Morales, I'm not allowed to have a football side piece, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Jets. So let us know your point of view. Am I Should I just pick one or stick with what I've been able to stick with for the past 50-plus years at 888-729-3776? I can't believe we're going down this rabbit hole when it comes to that. Football side pieces, basketball side pieces, fair or foul, 888-729-3776. And, hey, San Francisco 49ers, we have not forgotten about you. You've been playing like a side piece the last three games. Will they be able to figure that out? We'll get to that next. With Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is the only show that can put an urban legend term and a sport in the same sentence when it comes to side pieces as teams, fair or foul. Yikes. With Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'm going to blame our man Devin came behind the scenes for expanding the conversation that basically got started with, it was, a, it was Darren in New Jersey, right? It was Darren in New Jersey that said, Derek. Derek in New Jersey, excuse me. Sorry about that, Derek. Derek in New Jersey who said, 
How do you have two football teams? How can you love two football teams when it comes to the New York Jets and the Dallas Cowboys? That's part of my sports DNA when it comes to that. And, of course, people want to weigh in at 888-729-3776. Is this fair or foul? On Twitter, nobody important at Coleman ESPN at Chad Brown 94 says, Freddie, you are polygamous when it comes to your football fandom. We call that having closet teams. For example, when the Browns were the Cavs, they were my team, but the Kings were my closet team. So apparently I'm a polygamist and I have a closet team. Both my teams are not in the closet when it comes to the Jets and the Cowboys. <laughs> Ernesto in South Carolina having a side piece as a football team. Is that fair or is that foul? That is fair. Thank you, Ernesto. I have uh, been... I, I, I'm all for it. I am a 49er fan. I'm originally from California. I'm in South Carolina now. I was in the military, so I had a, I relocated and all that good stuff. And I also like the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the reason I like the Tennessee Titans is because my ex-father-in-law, he's since passed away, he was a scout with the Tennessee Titans. Um, so I rooted for him, and I met some players, and I started rooting for players uh, more so than some teams because I got to know some of these players, which was great, and I was very fortunate. Okay. So even to today, I root for the Tennessee Titans because he was a scout with the Titans, and my hometown is San Francisco. I'm a 49er fan. Okay. But I will say this. If the Titans Uh and the 49ers ever play in the Super Bowl together, I will root for the 49ers. Then you're a 49ers fan. There it is. There There it is. He's both. What do you mean he's a 49ers fan? I was going to follow up and say the same thing. I was going to ask if these two teams are playing, who are you rooting for? I don't root for anybody. When they play, when the Jets and Cowboys play each other, I don't root for anybody. I really don't. You don't root for anybody in the game? I just watch the game. I, I can't. You have no what? emotional tie no either emotional, way. Yeah, either That's way. like watching a spring game in college. No, it's not. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. Compared to two NFL teams? Come on now. Really, guys? Chad and Shannon Penn, that's what we're doing. So that's, they, what I, that's what I never got about like fans rooting during the spring game. Like If you're rooting for your the, team scoring touchdowns, that, makes, that means the yeah, defense it, gave it, up a touchdown. Exactly. That makes no sense, the root in the spring game. That makes absolutely no sense as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you on that one. David in Virginia. I have two sports teams. Apparently, the the, the Stapolis, that's having a side piece. Is that fair or foul? Absolutely foul. you got to pick a team. Otherwise, you have no team. Now, see, there's not like two quarterbacks it in the is. NFL. It's, if you it's have just two, you don't like have that. one. Yeah, that's different. Come it, on it, now. Come it feels on now. like you're trying to give yourself an out, Freddie. Like, oh, if the Cowboys aren't so good, then, you know, it, hopefully the Jets will be doing well. So I got something to be happy about, something to root for. The whole point of, of being a fan, mm-hmm. which is short for fanatic, okay. is that you live and die okay. with your team okay. every single game. Okay, so to counter that, when both of my teams win, I'm happy. But when both of my teams have lost, like this past weekend, I had these clowns named, known as Shannon Penn and Devin Kane giving me the business. Hey, you went on two this weekend, Freddie. So it goes both ways I, now. I got a scenario for you, right? Oh, here we go. Let's say the Jets, <laughs> okay. the Jets and Cowboys are playing in the last week of the, the regular season. Uh-huh. Cowboys have been eliminated for playoff contention. Jets right. need to win to get into the playoffs. Okay. Who are you rooting for? Well, you want the Jets to win because they need it, but that doesn't mean that I'm picking that team because the situation was reversed. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. So that doesn't fly either. What if they played in the Super Bowl? Who are you rooting for? I'm not watching that game. Oh, you're not watching <laughs> that, that's too much for me. That that's too that'll be too much for me. It if, if push comes to sub, since the Jets have only won one, then if they win, I'm gonna be more aligned in terms of yeah, they haven't they've only won one. The Cowboys have got five. 
So that's a whole different deal. But rooting for anybody in nah, that, nah. We got, we got to give Freddie one of those split jerseys. One half yes. Jets, one half Cowboys. There's no way in hell I'm wearing those kind of things. Those things are ugly. Only parents should wear that when you have kids playing on different teams. Brian in New Jersey having a sports side piece. Apparently this has gotten everybody galvanized. Is that fair? Is that foul? I would say foul up until this year because I just found me a side piece this year. Who did you find? All right. I went from Halle Berry to Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a Cowboys fan by heart. I love them. Right. But I went to the Bears for my side piece. Reason being, okay. I'm from Chicago. My whole family on my father's side from Chicago. And we went to the Bears game like, a couple weeks ago where they played San Diego. Okay. I mean, L.A., the Chargers. We was out there. Right. And that was the first time me and him ever went to a Bears game. And I had to put that on for him. Okay. So from now on, I got, I'm a Bears fan from now on. Plus, that's the Brian Piccolo. There you go. See, and, and use history. I like that. See, it, it is acceptable. Chad Brown, Devin Kane, Shannon Penn, Mark Morales. You guys thought it was going to be the lone wolf. Oh, with a cane and stuff like that. Nope. I just love anybody who's just tuning in now. He got. He goes. I just found me a side piece this year. No. <laughs> Just going uh, to hell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Shannon is screening these calls in attempts to mm-hmm. make you feel better about your very odd oh, and unique sports stance. No, Chad, you don't know Shannon very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, not, man. I'm you, trying. You do not know I'm Shannon. Trying. Shannon is probably scouring the countryside to make sure there are more foul callers. When it, the fact that Ernesto was the first one probably just cut him to the quick. That Ernesto agreed with me. Out I went South to the wrong caller. <laughs> Is it the wrong move for the 49ers defensive coordinator to make calls from the sideline instead of up in the booth? And how much trouble does that represent for the 49ers loses a three in a row? Chad Brown and I discussed that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.